Hey there, this is Matt Berry. And before we get started with today's show, I wanted to fill you in on a couple of exciting things we've got going on at ESPN. The first major of 2020 is finally here. Get exclusive coverage of the PGA Championship August 6th through the 9th on ESPN and ESPN+. And since we know that you've been missing golf, we here at ESPN Radio teamed up with our friends at the PGA to give you all something big to look forward to in 2021. This is your chance to win a VIP experience to the 2021 PGA Championship at the world-class Kiowa Island Golf Resort. The four-day, three-night grand prize package for the winner and guest includes round-trip air and hotel at the Sanctuary, a five-star oceanfront hotel on the island, two tickets to the PGA Chalet, and two pairs of Wanamaker Club tickets. You also get two free one-year-long subscriptions to ESPN+. Plus. Stream live coverage of featured holes every weekend on ESPN+. Win a year of exclusive live sports originals and more with ESPN+. And for your chance to win, go to www.espnradiosweeps.com to enter now through August 11th. Limit to one entry. One grand prize winner will be selected. Visit www.espnradiosweeps.com for official rules. Now on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. When I say your weekly tee box dysfunction is back, <laughs> you're being for real, for real. I say that dysfunction on the tee box. Yeah. A lot of Central Connecticut <laughs> got to experience the tee box dysfunction. That is Maddie and Caddy. Alongside the Caddy. Michael Collins. I am the Maddie. Perhaps one of the most anticipated Maddie and the Caddy podcast in quite some time. Yes. Look, there first, can only be one first. First, I will tell you, the first part of this podcast is going to be member guest recap. Oh, yeah, yeah. A large <laughs> portion of it will be member guest recap. Part two, we will then dive into our preview of the PGA championship, the first major championship of the year taking place later this week at TPC Harding Park. Does it feel weird to say? Is it a TPC? No, yeah, yeah. It is, yeah, TPC it is. Harding Park. Correct. I've just been calling it Harding Park, but I'm like, for some reason, yeah. TPC Harding Park sounds right. Yeah. So we'll get into that. We'll get into the major championship and uh, discuss all things uh, major championship golf, which you can see, by the way, on ESPN. But let's begin and so everyone knows, we're recording this Sunday late afternoon. The WGC is still not completed. We're actually watching it on TV. I see my boy Jim Nance on one side, who's at the golf course, and then my boy Nick Faldo, Sir Nick Faldo, uh, in Orlando. And that's probably a blue screen because every week it changes. But every day they change the background. So, yeah, we are. This is a Sunday afternoon. Yes. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure I'm to the point of the program where I could probably drink for the rest of the day and I wouldn't be buzzed. I think I've. That's not the program. I think I've had. That's from this week. I think that I'm at the point where alcohol now is. You have alcohol immunity. Alcohol is now just a drink. Kind of. Now it's all about flavoring. Because I got home and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll. Crush another truly. Right. This is after. And thanks, coach, for the slap dick whiskey. This is after two, two Bloody Marys, a transfusion, a couple of beers. I was good because I was driving. Because you're not fun. Because I was driving. 
I had one transfusion on the course in the middle of the day, and that was wow, it. Wow, look at you. I know. All right. I know. What a boring guy, being all responsible. <laughs> all right, so. Smart and responsible. Stupid. <laughs> let's. All right, so member guest. Wearing a it, mask. <laughs> member guest at Tumblebrook has concluded the three-day invitational. Uh, they do a phenomenal job out there. Shout out to Roy Maxwell, Chris Mislow, and the rest of the staff there for putting on a phenomenal event. Now, and seriously to those guys too, like they, I can't tell all of y'all listening how many times they came over to keep asking like, hey man, what do you think of the course? Do you like it? We want to make sure you come back next year. Like everybody, members and all of those guys, all the staff, they were so nice and accommodating, man. It really made me feel like, like I was at a home, one of my a home course, you know what I'm it saying? It really like, is a good group of yeah. people. Yeah, if I lived up here, that would your Tumblebrook would be the course I would want to join. It, it is. It's a good group of, of people. Because of the vibe of everybody that's the there. The vibe yes. is good. There is a very large contingent of single handicap, low handicap players. Yes, there, that's a players. There's a lot of players there. Uh, three um, different nines, and they're all completely different. And last night they let me be the DJ too. And the one bad song that was chosen that was completely inappropriate, I let someone else pick, and I'll never make that mistake again. Well, don't let Eric Labatt tell you what to do. I know. I I was trying to be nice because he wanted so bad to play well, that song. Well, see, he had earned he had earned the right because of the Mister Ed drop, which made the the crowd roar. Which was great. Because this dude's name was Ed. It was a long drive competition. He's like, play I Mr. Ed. I was the Ed. DJ, and he was like, yo, for this dude coming up, play the theme song to Mr. Ed. And I was like, what? But see, and it was and great. And then it was funny, and it got a big, big laugh. And, and then, then he wanted appropriate. Yeah, then he wanted to back it up my with neck, play my, my neck, back. my back. And I was like, what song? What are you talking about? What song are you talking about? And he how was did like, you not you know, know that, that song, by the way? I mean, I, I do know, but it's not... So he backed up all the goodwill from Mr. Ed and like, hey, ruined play, it. play my neck, my back. And I was like, I'm not really feeling that one. I, I don't think that's okay. And he was like, no, no, man, it'll be great. And anytime a drunk person goes, that'll be great. It's never great. It's always bad. It and I, and I didn't follow my instincts, but that's my fault. It got to the chorus once. Yeah. And then the GM looked at Cat. He's like, "Turn it off." Yeah, he gave me the cut it, and I was, and that's when I had to tell him. All right, so like our game anyway. this week, we're kind of all over the place. Um, <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Let's begin with Gahin. What we liked. <laughs> let's begin with what we liked. Okay. The course. Let's let's do no, this. Let's I, do I like to hey, end on a happy note. Let's assess let's, our play. Oh, really? Let's start there. Okay. Because then we're going to start politely picking it apart. The tournament. Well, my number one, my play was very inconsistent. It was inconsistent. Yeah. I hit some I hit some really nice shots. I hit some really poor shots. Mm -hmm. I hit some really nice putts. I hit some really bad putts. Mm -hmm. Uh there were times when I was locked in. Yep. And there were other times where I was just like, I'm over it. I can't have that. I can't have the I'm over it. But you were you went the same way. You went. I the went. Same I did. Place. Well, when it rained, when it rained, when it started raining, I'm like, let's you know, let's finish this thing and get out. Oh but, no, no, you went there and the, when the shoe thing happened. When the what thing happened? The shoe discussion. 
And then that you, didn't mean I didn't hit a bat. Oh no, you went that, you went to a very bad place. I did go to a bad place, five. but that didn't mean when I didn't you flubbed your drive to the right. That didn't mean I didn't care. Hey, that didn't mean I didn't care. That meant I'm like, dude, get your head back in the tournament. But let's wait. Let's. Okay. We're, we're, these are all parts of the story. True. So I would say this. Okay. I believe that we played one too many rounds pre-tournament. If I had to do it again, I wouldn't have played the Wednesday round. If I I think there was too much golf because you played really good on Wednesday, not in the tournament. You played when we had a match on Thursday with our buddy uh Sluter and, and Labat. No, the problem was the second I think you ran out of gas. No, for me the problem was the second round on Thursday. I didn't need it. What I should have done was I should have played every nine holes once. So I played two nines on Wednesday and, and then just and played nine it blind and just nine on Thursday. But y'all had that match set up. Yep. And things look it was that, great. That match didn't start off fantastic. Like I had to step in and be like, listen, you guys are grinding over stuff. I'm not grinding over. I use some language, adult language to reinforce my point. And everything it took two holes. And then everyone kind of took a deep breath and was like, hey, listen. I've never been on this course before. I don't know you two. We've never met before, and we've never played golf before. So the fact that, like, y'all want to grind and start doing this, like we're playing a tournament for $4 million, I'm not here for that. But I think I think we played a little too much golf before the golf. I don't. I, I think nine. it was nine too much holes. You do? For me, it was just nine. There were nine holes I didn't need. Okay, because I always felt like there was a portion of the day where – there were some shots that looked like fatigue shots. Nah, I never felt. You did. You never felt fatigued. No, nah, man, I never felt beat up because we slept so good. Okay. Yeah. So we'll back it off nine next year. Yeah. All right. So I only need I need one practice go at each nine holes, and that's it. So it's like play eighteen on Tuesday and nine or eighteen on Wednesday, nine on Thursday, and mm-hmm. then shut it down. Here's the hard part. This is the hard part, and this is what I told you was going to happen. Yeah. Getting that little party fun atmosphere, and it's like, man, it's light outside. It's beautiful. We're drinking, having a good time. Let's just keep playing. And it almost happened, right? Those guys even said, like, man, y'all made the right move. Because they would have kept playing another nine holes. And probably I would have, too, because it was was only my second round of the week. And I told them. We're done. You're like, my boy's not playing. Matt's not playing. Yeah, come on. Matt can play. And I go, nope. Dad's putting his foot down. Caddy said, Maddie's done. And that's it. And I said it with enough authority when they were like, okay, that's fine. So I think your assessment of your play was dead on. Yeah. Um, Like I said, there were a couple of times when you were doing things that I've never seen you do before. So it threw me off a little bit. Yeah. Uh, If I had to assess my play, I would say that I thought. My driver was pretty solid all week. Absolutely. I set the driver pretty well all week, but I would get into stretches where I was dialed in and going par, par, par and playing well. Yes. And then I would go into a couple of stretches where it was it was just it wasn't happening. I the, the only thing I noticed was that you let other people get into your game too easily. I do. That is very you fair. Very much let how other people are playing their game affect your game. 
and I don't do that. You don't. I don't. Because that happens to me when I'm playing regular normal golf. matches at the club. Yeah. Like if I'm in a match with a buddy, I care more about his shot instead of focusing on my shot. And or if, if I he's see doing him, something that annoys you, now you can't hit a shot. No, I don't think that happens because I'm, I'm, I play with a, you know a few people that I'm that I'm comfortable with, so I know all so, of their tendencies. Okay, yeah. But right. when it's perfect strangers that I've never met or played with before. I can get a little bothered by it. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I I would I would think that that's an accurate assessment. the 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 clubs for me that I thought were the most hit or miss, I was fairly consistent with my iron play. I thought club selection some days was good, and I thought club selection like today Sunday was bad. There was a shot. Uh, after a perfect drive, I was 133 yards out, uphill, wind was at my back, and I took – because I, was, yeah, the wind was at our back. I took Correct. the 150 club instead of the 140 club. I hit it dead on the screws. It was too long, and you saw that right. on 19. So I think club selection, we worked through a couple of things. Yeah. But the segue, I think you did it perfectly, was allowing playing partners – in the matches affect the mentality of the of the match. Yes. And my mentality of the match because for every Brett and Alex and Dan and Chris, awesome dudes. Yes. There was Ralph. <laughs> and there were there were people who made Ralph moves. A, f- a couple of times. A couple of times. A couple of times. And here is where I'm at. Here was my complaint with it. And as a caddy, this is why you and I's relationship works perfect. Because in our relationship, you're the caddy, I'm the player. Right. So I am going to yell at you just to yell. To yeah, get it out. I don't care. Right. And, and I, I know, know you that. Don't. And yeah. I know you. So yeah. there were times and there and throughout the matches <laughs> where you have to pay attention to something going on for the sanctity of the match, for the for for the outcome of the match. And so if I'm having to worry about what someone else is doing, it would just throw me off. Yeah. Well, there was a couple of times where well, one of the oh, match- the good doctor and Matthew got to throw them in there too. Yeah, and Rick and Steve, great guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the doctor was a big cheerleader, man. That's not helpful. And some guys, if you're cheering people on, sometimes cheering on is great in college football, but it's not always helpful in golf. Matthew was supportive. No, the good doctor was feeling good about himself because he came out against us, guns blazing, and playing the. Greatest golf he's played in a long time. So, so, so we'll give you the results. We're pretty sure we finished near the end of bottom of our flight. Not near. We may have been. I haven't gotten the final results yet. Hey, well, I don't, need so to I don't see know that, that we. Were, I don't know that we were DFL, but I'm pretty sure we were close. We were contending. So <laughs> hashtag we can't be beat. Yeah, we got beat. Yeah, but I want you. Here's the thing about how we got. Thank beat, you. Though. I want you to take what I just said about stuff going on within matches, and I want your take as the guest on all of it. This is exactly why I say that the gin is a bunch of behole because there were the first two days 
the first two days and the first two days of matches that we were in, mm-hmm. what I went in and told the person running the tournament, what I told who we had, Rory, last week on yeah, the Yeah, Rory podcast. Maxwell, great guy, great pro. Everything that I said about where my golf game was and what I should have been was completely true and held true. And if 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 that if what I assessed where my game was, because I'm I mean, I understand that I'm coming to a course where Rory does never met me before. You're the only guy there that was playing in the matches that has ever seen my game before and played mm-hmm. with me and whatnot. So I understand there might be some trust issues there. I understand that. That being said, Gahin is also about that. Because it's almost like, you know how I put it, and I hate to get political about it, but it's like polls. When people are like, here's what the polls yeah, so, say. So leads in the polls. You have to assume that people are telling you the truth when they come out of the voting places. What people isn't like, here's what our polls show. What do the polls show when people are lying? And that's the same with Gahin. Is you have to only assume that people only tell the truth, and people don't. You are not wrong. I know. So but my assessment of where my game was, and if I, if, if I would have gotten the strokes that I was saying, here's where I'm at, and this is what I should be, Yeah. even without, like, I don't have to have a gin to be able to tell you, look, I, here's what I've been shooting. And so I know that I should be a 17. Like, I know that's what I should have been in at. And so then they said, well, we'll put you in at this. And then overnight, I lost two more. Right. So I started as as going into this. I was like, "Look, I you should have me at a seventeen. That's what you should have me at as a handicap. I understand how the handicaps work. So I'm like, oh, hey, over the last six to eight months of the golf that I've been playing, this would be the right assessment. Which for is me. why you need one. No, it no. Again, I understand what you're saying about the people, and I understand cheating. why you're saying it's. I should but if, have one, but, but you're an honest person with golf, right? But so that you don't could change nothing. But if you were, if you had one, because right. I know you're going to be honest, right? I know that your handicap would have come in what it should have. If you put Wednesday match, Thursday match, right. all of the golf Friday, all of the golf Saturday, all of the golf today. You're going to get a good idea of who you are. You would tell a truthful handicap. So whatever that would have come in the tournament with right. would have been true. But because you didn't have one, they were guessing off what you played on Wednesday and Thursday. I got you. And that ended up biting us in the ass because there kind are kind of because there are times in these tournaments. But let's that- be honest. Hold on, damn man. Do you really believe that everybody who had their handicaps in there too no. were no, legit their I handicaps? No, I don't. Okay, cool. But so I that's know what that, I'm saying. But I know just that because I, we're honest about it. But that's why. But that's all I need to know. This is why we talked about how it was with the laser, and this was a cool thing. And number one, thank you because it means a lot to me. So the rule was, you can have a and and I don't. Here's know. how I know you tell you tell the truth because. I didn't think I was OB on the par five. You're like, bro, look at the line. I'm like, but look at this one. You're like, this line is, I'm lined up with this you, line. So you well, penalized your own First, player. I know, because I had to, man. Yeah, I know, and so I you're honest. That's, that's, yeah. that's, so anyways, back so to here's, the. So here's the thing with the laser, because there was a group that we played against. Use the slope. That would have been DQ'd if we wanted to call them out. I'm not going to do that. Like, I ain't going to do that. Because for them, whatever. Like, it's cool. And that's what I'm saying. Like, when people say about, like, 
you know, I play by all the rules. No, you don't. You really don't. Unless you got rules officials there, and unless you want to play in seven hours, you kind of don't play by the rules. But, but for me, when it came down to, like, the laser, they said you can use a laser, but you can't use the slope. So I turned it off. And the first thing, the first match, I went and showed the guys, hey, man, I want to see, I want to show you my laser. Here's my bush nail. If I turn it on, see how the red shows? That means it gives me the slope. Mm -hmm. And if I turn it off and the guy was like, I didn't even know that was a thing. You could do that? And then I showed him how it worked and showed him the difference between the two. And so that was the whole thing. And so it was cool when you were like, you could have turned that slope on, man, and nobody would have known nothing. They wouldn't know. Nobody would have known nothing. I was like, but I couldn't have slept. But that's why I believe, and I don't care what anyone else puts in as our handicap. I know that we would have been out there with legit handicap, so any dot we would have gotten on our card would have been a legitimate dot because... All of our dots were deserved anyway. Let me ask you this. (laughs) We should have just gotten more, but whatever. Let me ask you this. I still had an absolute blast. That was awesome. We laughed a lot (laughs) and had a lot of fun. Yes. We argued a lot. Not a lot. We argued some. We argued like a normal golf... Yeah, and it wasn't even an argument. It was just yelling at each other. Right. We weren't arguing about any outcome. No. Um... I would. That was golfer's frustration. That was golfer's right frustration. Why I didn't think you were paying enough attention. You were too big into stories. I don't like that. We've had this podcast. You had a little before. bit of. You better pay attention to me, Mike. No, I didn't. You had a little bit. No, 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 well, Focus no. on the team, Mike. No, what there happened? There can only be one Kobe, Mike. What happened? Well, give me get, the club, look, Mike. I'll be. I'll be JJ Beret. I don't give a damn. <laughs> my problem is that when my guy that I need to two putt doesn't. Because he's busy talking. That's not why I didn't two putt. But I, I don't hit know really, that. I, I hit a terrible first putt. I, yo, I, I don't know that. I know. I know that we're locked into a match. I need to step on a throat. No. And you're sitting there telling stories. No. It. You know. Look, man. This was. <laughs> <laughs> and you even admitted this was your first tournament like this. Yeah. So you were a little jacked up. I played. I've played in a two-day member member, but every three-day like member guest this competitive. That's what I'm saying. With this kind of See, money at stake. That's what I'm saying. And we won some skins. We did all right. We did all right. Yeah. Who won them skins? You did. You're welcome. So see. Did you it, win the skin on the same okay. par three two days in a row? He. For the record, Caddy. There was this par three that Caddy was never not dialed into, and a par four that I was kind of dialed into. And then my version of that was the par five on the green. Yes. I was one under on that yeah. for the three days we played it. But that part three, though, was very <laughs> Let me ask you this. Walked off twice on people. Let's see. We played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Of the seven matches that we played, mm-hmm. how many of those matches, if it's a straight-up match, do we lose? Mm, maybe one. I have us losing one, and I have us – Maybe push. in another match. Yeah, push on push on one and lose one. All right, so here was my biggest problem. And I understand that this gets into the handicap talk, and people deal with this with their member guests in these tournaments all over the country. Yep. I am so against par fives being par sixes for the other team. I don't think we played in a match all week where it was not a par six for one of the other competitors. Agreed. I didn't, neither of us, and look, neither of us were getting the pokes on those. So basically what it's saying is, and this was the, this was the hole I had in the whole system. 
I feel that way about every par three and every par five. That's just I don't. Whole- I don't believe that anyone should get a stroke on a par three. And I don't believe in unless it's over 200 yards, which if you're playing in like some fun match and you're more if your handicaps double digits. Yeah. And you're on a par three that's more than 200 yards. You're not on the right tee box. Right. You're not on. Even if you're trying to win a Lamborghini, I don't care. You should not be. I would rather yards. I would rather in that situation, even on a par five, I would rather if you look at the handicap, be like, okay, I'd rather do split tees and be like, this guy gets to play from the blues or play up. And just bake it every man for himself, because right, uh, yeah, basically what you're saying. And I did this math in my head last night when I was laying in bed, buzzed, staring at the ceiling, <laughs> <laughs> listening to the Theragun that wasn't even turned on in your head, just <laughs> oh, chopper five to the traffic now. <laughs> so there were a couple of matches where we were giving six to seven strokes a player. Yeah. Okay. Now here's here's in a nine hole. That's the match. other problem. It's so in a nine think hole about match. that. And yeah. I think there was one. I think maybe is that about right? Six. I know there were six on one. Yes, six or seven on one. That means that the card is requiring you to play par golf. Yeah, fifteen handicap. They had me first as a thirteen. The first match, I was as a thirteen handicap, and they were asking me to shoot even par to win. Think okay. So th- again, in my in my drunk math. <laughs> let's say for one of the mat, let's just say six strokes. That means they need I needed to play par golf for six holes, okay? Yes. All right. And then let's just say for the other two, I'm allowed to play bogey golf. Right. So that puts you at what by that math? Three over. Right. You know what that puts you for the nine? 39. <laughs> I'm not shooting a 78. Ever. Do you see what I mean? Yes. So that's the only problem I have with the handicap system because I don't think it's one and the same because while I don't fudge scores in my handicap because it's not – why do I want to be a 12 when I'm not a 12? That just damages me in the long run, and it's dishonest. You know what, though? But I I can't – here's the the funny thing. As long as I've been around this game, most of the time, high handicappers lie the wrong direction. And low handicappers lie, lie the, wrong, the wrong direction. High handicap guy who's a 17 or 18 will tell you he's a 7 right. and want to go play the tips. And then the guy that's a 7 wants to be a 12 it, so he and can wants get strokes to play, in a tournament. Wants to not only be a 12, but is going to be playing up in the whites. But what I don't get, I just don't understand what the – because. I think that was probably the most frustrating thing for you and I and you, all the patrons listening. Nah, the fr- most frustrating. You know what the most frustrating thing was? The most frustrating thing was my man Willie not being able to count. <laughs> right? Like, I love Willie to death. We <laughs> Willie's played, a damn good man. We played these two brothers, man, just Willie and Jeff, and they're awesome. And awesome I, men. I love them to death. Now, number one, and this is, again, not Willie's fault. Willie should not have been playing on the tees that we were playing on. He thought he was going to be playing on the up gold tees, and that would have actually been the right tees for him, and he still would have been way back there, right? We should have beat them by all eight holes. Correct. And given them one and a half. Correct. But here's the thing. In a thing like like this was uh, this was my first time being at your golf course. Right. First time being around other members of the golf course here. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy who's well, like clear. calling Anytime everybody you show out. Up someplace, you're that guy. Yeah, but that, yeah. and I don't want to be that guy who's then is also the guy calling people out for like 
But so we get to the first green. Oh, God. We get to the first green, and Willie makes a putt, and it's like, it's my six, man. And I was like, uh, nah, that was your eight. And then he goes. And by the way, a stroke, he gets a stroke every hole. He deservedly so. Yes. This which is because he could barely. There were times where he couldn't get it past which the is women's fine. tees. Which is right, and that's fine. You know, and it was great. And we were still having. This is the other thing that's that's hard is because he's a great dude, and we were having a good time. That makes it even worse. Then I want to be like, oh, but he's like, yo, that was my seven, and I was like, um, your seventh shot, you were still a hundred and sixty out. Yeah, so but it's you, like, I'm not, I'm not going to do you that. Did, but you did that, you did that, that once with him, and then I called him once. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, now here's where my mind is, and here's where your mind is. Mind, my, my mind is is now like, great, I got to keep track of what he's doing. I can't focus on any shot so I got. I, I got to know where because I got to right. know where because Jeff every once in a while he would send his three wood and he'd be in a good position. Yes. But I Jeff kn- had game. But I Relative. knew, I knew. That we're going to have to keep an eye on him. And, and I don't want to do that. I know you don't because you're too busy trying to be his friend. No. So now. That's not true. It's because I'm too busy trying to worry about my own stuff. But like I got things oh, in yeah, my but own here, mind But here was on. where we. this, And I'll tell, you, I'll tell you guys this. This is where he and I hit rock bottom. <laughs> because after day one, we were fine. We were yes. more than in the mix. Yeah. We came out. We lost a heartbreaker match on the first match on Saturday because of a half stroke in the stroke game. Ooh. Had a guy who played out of his mind. Good for him. But I had a, he had a I got a half, just a half poke on the hole. He got a full stroke, and that cost us. And that cost us because yeah. he made a long putt. I think it was about a 17, 18 foot putt. No more than that for this for the win. And I had I made my putt for the half stroke, and, and so a half stroke cost us two holes. Yeah. Okay. So and, then and he hit a, a he hit one of the greatest bunker shots an amateur will ever hit. And I, after you gave him a lesson, no. And then Caddy's giving him a, give him a lesson. Don't you're do too that. Big, you're too I didn't. Big, hey. Here was the thing, and we talked about this after it happened. Because if I would have given him a lesson, that that was an automatic loss of hole. And here, look. Completely honest, again, if we go straight up by the rules, yeah. the fact that he asked me for advice on how to play that shot could have just said, we won that hole. So why didn't you? Because I'm not going to do that. Because it goes back to what I said. That. You I'm were trying to that. be his friend. No, it has nothing to do with that. So then back to Willie for a second. Even if it's somebody I absolutely <laughs> hate. If I hated that guy and could care less about like – if he 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 doesn't know the rules, right? He doesn't know the rules, so he doesn't know that he's not allowed to ask a competitor for advice. You can't ask a competitor for advice. So he kept asking me, "Hey man, Mike, how many, do I set this back? How do I play this shot? Yo, check this out." But and I and I did. You were like, "Hey, come read this." You didn't even see what he would. You just saw him talking, and you were like, "Mike, Mike, come come read this butt." And I was I just kept walking, and you saw him yelling after me, right? So I said nothing to him about that shot. But at that time, it was like, I can't, dude, if I. You didn't tell him to put his weight on his front foot. No. You didn't tell him to put his weight on his no. front foot. You did. No. No. Right hand up to God, dude. Right. I didn't. I didn't. I wouldn't do that because you but, know how I am about yeah, the, the rules. rules. But what, if here's I what give I'm him that advice, he actually loses the hole. Now, he hit the, he hit the shot. Bunker Give him shot all of the credit. Life. Get him all the credit. He hit the bunker shot of his life. But that's what I'm saying. I don't. Number one, I don't want to win like that. Number two, I'm not that guy. I agree. I'm I not agree. that dude. Like, but 
this we got to get back to Willie because this all roundabout way. So now we come off that match losing. We I make a putt, but because I got a half stroke because right. strokes got a half stroke. We lost Gahin. instead of having the match. We lose, lose by two. Match. Yeah. So now I go into second match running hot. All right, running hot. And then I see what our two dudes do off the. I, I would say you were a little more than hot. I see what our two dudes do off the tee, and I'm like, holy, we're going to beat <laughs> these guys. Like, not only are we going to get They got back, no chance. Not only are we going to get back in the win, win this match going away, yes. we're going to be at the top of the leaderboard. <laughs> so then I absolutely just step on my drive. Tattooed just it. absolutely yep. murder it. And I've got under 100 in. I'm thinking, all right. Game on. Like, like I'm going to just. We're going to move our way around the course. We're going to win. So we end up having that first hole. Right. We end up having the first hole because my second shot <laughs> was not awesome. It was not great. I <laughs> went off the side, went on the path, rolled down. Anyway, but all of a sudden, I'm like, all right, we need to just play our game. We are so much further off these guys and further than these guys off the tee. We're going to be fine. So as we start moving along, we win the second hole. I think we win the third hole. And then all of the sudden, the stroke thing starts coming in. And now they start weaving their way back in because Jeff had a great shot. They ended up having nine based on a six. No. They won. They have nine because they got a, yeah. They got a six for a five. Right. And we both bogeyed. Right. So all of a sudden, we hit three. We hit, miss hit one shot. Right. They miss hit a bunch. And we lose two holes. We lose two holes. All right. Yeah. So then now I'm getting I'm like, all right, we're not going to run away with this <laughs> because we'd have to play just above perfect. par golf. Right. We got to play perfect. And then the stroke thing starts happening. Right. And our guy can't count. And now. All of the sudden. Which you were already seething when this match started. So then now I'm a little. No, I was a little more relaxed. I'm like, we're going to smoke these guys. I calmed down. But then I started boiling up you again. You calmed down a little bit. And then when the stroke thing started happening. I'm like, all right, here we go. Because the what? Okay, hey, bus I'm going to go falling off. Falling I'm going to give Willie credit. Off. Willie knew he had an audience in you. He knew you were going to be his audience. So every time – so what he did is he basically – You play, are saying this like he did that on purpose. He played you. No, he didn't. He always was like, you know hey, how, Mike. You know, look, hey, Mike, listen. you know what I'm going to do here? Anyway, so then he started getting here's, you – No. It, no, it had nothing to do with that. Here's, here's how you know – here's how I know that he really had no ill intentions with it. I'm not saying he had ill intentions with the stroke. Yeah, but you said he did it to get to me. No, no, like no. that's how he was going to no, be. No, he me. was playing. He was toying with you. Okay, you say toying with me like that to was get his you strategy off to your win. game. No, uh, that's no. I don't believe that. But was so me. then we had so uh, now. And the reason that I say that yeah. is because he acted the exact same way with other groups and whatnot, and the not being able to count was the same issue that every other group had as well. So oh, we're going to get to do. We're going to get to that in the route. That had nothing to do with like, this was his strategy to get into my head. I, I just think this is who the dude is. And I was like, Hey, you know what? I'm rolling with your punches and we're having fun. And he we're was ribbing uh, each other. Awesome. Was he was black. fun. I think he yeah. talked good smack. Yeah. He was really good at that. I hit bad shots because I hit bad shots. It wasn't because I was worried about what Willie thought. So then we had to keep, 
keep score, which made it. Now that's the whole thing is when you're not playing your best golf, and your and your close to best golf is what's required, and yet you have other responsibilities now that you have to do in order to do. Then it becomes like, but look, then it's this, work, and you nailed it. And it's not even yeah, and and then it becomes okay. I still want to have fun. And I'm not playing a PGA Tour event. Like, mm-hmm. this is not a PGA Tour tournament Correct. where I'm trying to win $1.8 million. So, But then the structure needs to be different because that's what it ends up being. Do you see what I mean? Yes. Like, yesterday on, the ba- on, the, on our final match yesterday, what did we do for our final outcome yesterday? I forget. I think we won by two. Yes. Did we win by two? Yes. I shot a 41. You shot a 44. 41 and a 44. I mean, the fact that we only won by two, it's because, again, I think that there, there's, there are too many things, too many allowances. And the guys that we played with on the final match yesterday were the best group we could have asked for. And they also, but I'm saying like their golf game was exactly what I told you was going to happen to a lot of people. Is you go kind of hard at it on Friday night, and then Saturday you feel good in the beginning, but because you're playing 27, by the time you get to that last nine holes, Mm -hmm. you ain't got nothing in the tank. There is nothing left in the tank. And so that's – with those guys, you could tell those are two guys who didn't play a whole bunch of golf. Like that – that amount of golf and that amount of time. I thought Kevin was a pretty good stick. Yeah, Kevin was a good stick. Hey, Rick was just a good dude. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody yeah. we played with were good people. That was the fun thing. We only had one Ralph. Ralph. There was only one Ralph. So, within our flight, once we started seeing each other and you start playing in and around your flight, you start dining with each other, people start asking about other groups, and you start talking to other people. What we came to found out <laughs> was that just about every other group, every group had the, the same, same problem with, with the groups with the groups that we did. Right, and so then we just started laughing. And about everyone it. had the same issues with Ralph. With Ralph, everybody had Ralph. So what Caddy and I have determined, <laughs> as we put a bow on the member guest experience at Tumblebrook, which again they did a phenomenal job. Yes. We have thanks for turning me on to transitions, transfusions, transfusions, transitions. This is glasses. I was going to say, well, that and something, uh, something else. No glasses or transitions. It's glasses. All right. Uh, So what we determined was this. Welcome to this week's edition of the Caddy Podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So we have decided. We decided yesterday that Ralph is golf's Karen. Period. No ifs, no ands, no buts. Ralph is the Karen. Yes. Do not. Ralph is the male version of Karen. Don't be on the golf course. A Ralph. Mm. Do not be a Ralph. From now on, when someone acts a fool on the golf course. And is a real just pain in the behind jerk, Ralph him. He's a Ralph. Which, Ralph by him. the way. Sorry, Ralph. Ralph. Sorry about that, Ralph. Didn't mean. Did, didn't know that was going to get you, Ralph. 
Which, by the way, Ralph couldn't get off par three tee boxes. So he did fine with us. Of course he did. No, he didn't do fine with <laughs> he us. He did okay with us on the par two. Uh, yeah, one of the par threes. He did fine. We I had it down. I was like, that was the other thing. With those dudes, we shot mid-40s. Yeah, 50, I shot 43. 51 and 50. 51, 51. No, he no. Ralph didn't shoot a fifty-one. Ralph shot a fifty-three. It's fifty-one, fifty-three. And we were uh, Rick played fifty. Shot a fifty-one, fifty-one, fifty-one. But Rick right. played Ralph, even though we put Ralph down for a fifty-three because you wouldn't let him take more than a double bogey. Right. He shot a fifty-three or whatever the case was with an asterisk. With an asterisk. Ralph. And he was still being a dick. <laughs> I know, man. Like you can't be. But this is what I'm saying. When you go into stuff like this, don't be a Ralph. Don't be a Ralph. Don't be a Ralph. Okay, I'm also not going to lie. All right. There are times when I may enjoy being that way. <laughs> like no. if, if if No, what I'm saying is there are times if there's a Ralph in my group that I'll Ralph back just as hard. Like, oh, you, you think you can be a jack-off? Watch this. Okay. And I will, I'll one-up you there. Did we do it? Do we run into it on Sunday? In our first match. First match. First match. But at least he could get his way around the course. Yeah. But he was a little... Now that, what he... He was a little grumpy. Here's the thing. So what you were saying about how, like, Willie was doing... That dude right there, that guy who was the member for 20 years... He knew everything we were doing. and And he was doing everything he was doing... Completely on purpose to try and throw me off my game. Everything he did was a measured move to try and throw (laughs) me off my game. And then would apologize or try to do... Like, when I did the walk-off on the part three and we got there, like, that was completely on purpose, him saying... So, Caddy and I are both putting for birdie. I had about what? First off, first off... You hit it on the green on the par three, and this was a par three I kind of owned. You hit it on a par three, Had left nice it shot, a whole location 25 feet away. Yeah. And you, because you know how to get me sometimes, you go, why don't you do something a little different and try and hit it inside of me? And I go, all right. All right. <laughs> and for the second time this week on that hole, the ball had not left the the ball had not cleared the tee box, and I had bent down, picked up the tee, and just looked at you and said, done. And it was 12 feet Yeah, in line. It looked like it was going – it was in line with the hole, and if it had taken the normal big hop that the other greens were given, it would have been super tight. Like the first time I played the hole, and I hit it to a foot. But then homeboy gets in there. So now his playing partner is all over the place, right? And so he's behind the green and tells him, hey, I'm going to chip. Now it's my turn to putt. This guy has already popped up there, and he's got a putt for, for three feet for par. So not only am I putting for birdie, and you're putting for birdie, but he doesn't say he doesn't make this comment until after you putt because yeah. you lag it up there to a foot. They give you the par. Mm-hmm. His playing <laughs> partner says, "Let me chip it up here and see if I can hold out for four. And he goes, "If I get a stroke," and I was like, "Nah, no one strokes on this one." Right. So he goes, "Nah, nah, pick it up." And then he looks at his buddy and looks at me and looks back at his buddy and goes, 
Nah, man, we're good with a par this hole. He'll make a par. He's going to make a par. He's going to make a par. See, you saw Said that. It just like that. And seriously, like, here's the deal. Again, I'm a guest at your club. Right. And you had already told me this dude had been a member there for 20 years. So, also, I'm not financially or economically, job-wise, in a position to shove a putter up his ass. Because <laughs> that's normally, <laughs> normally, you know what I'm saying? Like, in a normal situation, like, you saw that we throwing gloves though. down. You saw that differently. We throwing gloves. Well, this was the second time. Actually, sorry. I saw it This a- was the third time that he had done something. Yes. That's this why you looked third, at it differently. Th- that's why I could look at it different because it was the third third different hole where he had done something specifically <laughs> to be a jerk when you didn't ha- – there was no – other than losing a golf hole. Like, you're going to lose a golf hole, big deal. He had seen that I, I, I was a good putter from – you know, from distance. And so, like, he got to say that and then look and then go, oh, no, no, uh, yeah, make, make, no, make, well, make that birdie because it's a skin. Because you go, hey, man, this is a skin for this birdie. You already want, you made yeah. a skin before, which is a group skin. That's some big money. Right. And after you said that, he was like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, 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 make the skin, make the skin. And I looked at him again because now it was like, you know what? Like, and I can't, I'm not. In a different situation, in a different place, like if I'm if he does that at my in Florida and it's around my friends, he ain't finishing the round. <laughs> Here's how I He's look. Not at that. finishing the round because it's like I gotta you know like you you don't for me. But again, in a situation like this, I'm like I can't give this dude the correct consequences for those kind of comments and actions because then the consequences that I have to face, even if they aren't fair and justified comparatively, like, you know what? Never mind. I'm not even, so now I got no chance of making this putt and, you know, hit it up there to four or five inches and tap it in for par. Here's how I looked at it. Which they, I looked that, at it like as, that right there costs us what a buck 60. Cause yeah. Because he missed, he missed his downhill par putt. It was a good length away. He chipped up and had about a twelve footer to save his par. I mean, we still missed won it. the hole. Missed it, bogeyed. But I looked at it as there was no reason for no reason for his partner to do anything because you were going to make par. Like regardless, you were going to make par. So we were going. No, Mike's going to make this par. Understood. But, but his I partner see. didn't understand. His but partner thought he was getting a stroke. You two had a so little. So he said, "I'm going to pop in. You, I can still make four for three. And I was like, "Nah, man, no one strokes here." It was the only time in the in the uh, seven matches that we played that you got testy with a competitor. And it started on the first hole when he was standing behind me when I was putting. And again, <laughs> what did I say to him? You I can't told stand him, back there. "You can't stand here." I don't want you to lose the hole like that. But now, why, if I why, wanted why, to be, if I wanted to be that guy, and I wanted to be the rules ass, I would have hit my putt, letting him stand there, and been like, "Congratulations, stupid! We just won the hole." But why weren't you like that with everyone? Why were you like that with just him? Was he the only guy that I said that to? You said it to one other person. Who? And that guy was cool, and we were friends. And I said it the same way, and I didn't say it the same way to him. I did say, hey, man, look, you, I don't want you to – you can't. Don't do that. You can't yeah, stand there. Yeah, I don't want there. you to lose the hole. Like and that. I go 
I can't let you lose a hole like that. That's not right. And I was nice about it. But that dude, because did what you is, say when that I said to, to Ralph him, or when, Ralph's partner? You Ralph's, said it to Ralph's, Ralph's partner. partner. And I like, and I know I his name. I just partner. don't want to say it. No, I, I said it to Ralph's partner because he was nice. Nice guy. Yes. Don't st- don't stand there. He goes, what? And I go, you can't, man. That's a, a rules violation. You can't. If you stand there right behind me when I putt, you lose the hole or whatever. It's just I don't want to do that. But this dude, this old whatever, he's standing there and he goes, I know where I can stand. I don't as long as I don't stand directly in your line. And then I was like, again, consequences. The consequences that you should get, the, the you know, what should happen is you should what did the five fingers say to the face? I guess we're not <laughs> talking no more now, are you? Right? Like slap. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It's my first time at your event at your club. And you're like, you know, this dude's been here 20 years. Apparently, nobody slapped him upside the head enough. He did like parking his golf cart right up on the tee box. And one of those members. When it was somebody else's turn, parking right up on him. Yep. So that, but that's what I'm saying. Like, and that is, that's completely, you do stuff like that completely on purpose until this is a perfect segue into the PGA. No, we're not. We're never, this no, we're is not the same. Say. What I'm what I'm trying to say is the last time we were at TBC Harding Park, Miguel Angel Jimenez did the same bullcrap to Keegan Bradley. Yeah. on a match that meant nothing. Both of them were going home. Both of them were going home. There was no reason for Miguel Angel Jimenez to show his ass the whole match and do gamesmanship on a match that mat- It didn't matter. It didn't matter at all. You were just doing it to be a jerk. Like that's the thing, and that's look. Listen, if our match being, mattered, Caddy. Well, uh, here's what I'm gonna say. I mean, it kind of didn't. It kind of did. But look here. We're, here's the deal. Here's the thing. When it all is, when it's all said and done, you know what's gonna be cool? What? Everybody's cool with us coming back playing next year. That's what the most important thing is. Well, they don't have a choice. I'm gonna be a member there, so I'm gonna have to. Play. There's plenty of me- no. You don't. You're not. Well, it's my choice to, to play. That's what I'm saying. But you're I'm gonna want to get play. in on it again. There you go. But yes, I I believe there Seeing are like things. like Willie, I don't want Willie not to be allowed to come play next year. No, I would rather Willie play up. I'd have, I'd have been fine with Willie playing up, taking more strokes away. But I do think they need to do. No, I. And I this just, is how I we put to learn how to count. We're gonna. <laughs> I don't care Step what. One. I don't care what D you, you play from. If you could have seen my one, face. Two, uh, bro. When he, when he goes, goes up, he makes the seven, putt. Six. He goes seven for six. I'm like, <laughs> my jaw dropped. <laughs> right, and I'm like, uh, you know what? After three holes of telling you what you got, and even when he was like, you count them. I was like, and in then, no world am I putting for par <laughs> on a par five, and you are gonna walk up and go seven for six. <laughs> Because if I miss it, I'm not losing to a seven. Except we did. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Well, this is the beauty. By the way, this if you're wondering, we lost. The, we, we lost, lost that, match. that match. We yeah. lost that match by two Correct. to a match we should have won by eight. <laughs> I don't know about winning by eight. All right, sorry, but, five. But regardless, but that's the that's part of the beauty and the horror in playing in things like this. So if there is a math wizard out there. <laughs> or or anybody who's in the golf world, I would like to know how to fix what we were just talking about. If you were playing in a match. But see, you- hold on. Here's the thing, though. 
Here's your caveat for everyone out there going, I'm fixing this right now. I know exactly what you're going. We're going to blow it. Right. You're going to fix it and make everyone be assholes, and then no one's going to play in the tournament. I disagree. So here's the deal. Don't just fix it, but fix it in a way that everyone can still I know how have fix fun it. Actually, without being, I got a rule stick up my behind. I know how I'd fix it. I, I genuinely know how I would fix it. Really? I would take anyone. I'm being dead serious. Okay. I would take anyone who who is getting more than like, cause we played in some good matches where there were two, three shots given total. There was a, there was a one where we got our competitor, got a stroke and a half stroke and we got a stroke and a half stroke. Those were good matches cause it was golf, but anybody who is you, the limit is three strokes aside. That's it. And if you're a player whose handicap requires you more you play up a tee box or uh, two tee boxes, but you forego the strokes. I would st- I would make the difference with handicap based on length of hole before I would do strokes. I honestly would. Because then if you're on a par three and the silvers, let's just use Tumblebrook as an example. The silvers on a par three that are 160, I think the par three uphill, 168 yards was the number on Sunday. You move them up to the golds or the blues, they're playing a 145-yard shot. That right there, to me, is levels the field. And I don't care if it takes a little bit longer, but I'll be damned if, I'm, if, if, you, if everybody you play against gets a par six. Play them up. Annie North says this all the time. Play them up instead of giving them the stroke? Play them up instead of giving them the stroke. That is your allowance for the handicap. But see, then that the problem, the the issue with that then too is it begs for more cheating in handicaps. That's the problem with high handicappers. I think they'd or, rather I think they'd rather the stroke than the, than the move up the tee box because I think I mean that's how I do it. I would I would I would do something with tee boxes. Yeah, but if if your handicap dictates whether or not you get to move up to those tees, that's the that's the problem. The, I would say of the people that we played, I think only five of the players should have played up. And I think the other um I think the other players would have played where everyone else played. I think that's how you fix it. Or that I think that's how you consider fixing it. Because again, and we'll wrap up the member guest talk here, I just don't know that guys with our ability who are 15s respectively. Mm. We birdie holes, we par holes, then we double bogey holes. I think guys like us should not be required to play close to par golf. I agree with that. So it was a fun. I, but I honestly don't know. I don't honestly know if there's a way to fix it, and that's part of the problem when you play in events like this where money's on the line. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. When there's money on the line, it is really really difficult to fix it because it's true there's there's, a lot at stake there's yeah there's so much at stake and there's incentive for guys not to necessarily be honest but then in our a flight i mean we have some of the best players in the area yeah you know bones mckay is caddying for justin thomas Mm -hmm. he is in a group right now with phil mickelson Oh, drama for the TV? 
just a smidge. Just, that's awesome. I picked Justin let's be, Thomas. If the, we're going to be let people know and be completely honest, that split wasn't great. Well, that happens all the time in sport. <laughs> but as <laughs> we wrap up. Those two have been together for a long time, though. So the fact that they didn't necessarily split like, amicably. hey, we're still cool and friends and everything's all right. Let's just switch things up a little bit after 20-something years. You know what I mean? It's not, hmm. I want to congratulate. The beginning. I'm going to congratulate Rory Maxwell, Chris Mislow, everybody's staff out there at Temple Brook. Not just congratulations for me, but, but thank you. Yeah, awesome thank event. You. Awesome, awesome event. Awesome uh, hospitality. And we look forward to doing it next year. Let's switch gears now to the major championship, the first major championship, PGA championship at Harding Park in the Bay Area. Um, if you've watched the first edition of America's Caddy, which I would encourage everyone to do on ESPN Plus, uh, Michael does a, a solid breakdown of what the tour players are going to be facing this week in the first major championship. As you assess the golf course, what kind of week are we in store for with playability and difficulty? This TBC Harding Park is two things are going to dictate how this course plays. And I was there three weeks ago, and the rough was not consistent. Mm -hmm. But they've had three weeks without people to get it consistent, and that's all going to be dependent. Temperature dependent. Right. And it's the same with the firmness and the fastest of the greens mm -hmm. is if they can get the rough consistent and as thick as they want it and where the head pro had taken me out and shown me some of the areas and I went and dropped some balls down was it was going to be if you miss the fairway, you're going to be penalized. Which is funny because then that was all the people that I was talking to that were out there playing and people that were real regulars out there as well said the same thing. Like, man, they're getting this rough up. Yeah. The other thing is going to be temperature and wind. Which it's going to be in the low 50s. Yeah. Foggy. And yeah. It'll get up to, I think one of the days is supposed to get up to 72 right. or something. But that marine layer hangs out for a while. It can be. Yes. And. Coming from somewhere where the ball flies, like a lot of the guys that are playing the WGC um, FedEx right now, they're going to have some serious adjustments to make because of how much shorter the golf ball is going to go. The other thing about Harding Park is the fairways have subtle slopes to them. Mm -hmm. So you there's isn't a time when you feel like you're just have a perfectly flat lie. So there's a lot of times you're going to have a little bit of a sidey downhill lie trying to hit it up to a green, which for a lot of pros, not a problem. But if you're not in the fairway and are trying to pull those shots off, that's when it becomes problematic. And if you get squirrely off the tee, you will be penalized. Mm -hmm. so, so if I'm hearing you correctly, this week, as is the case in, in most major championships, being accurate off the tee, finding the fairway is going to be important. The PGA Championship is normally closer to a PGA Tour event yes. than any of the championships. Right. But this PGA Championship, 
hitting fairways is going to be a premium almost almost as important as the US Open for scoreability. How do you like and this is such a weird year and I think golf has done a tremendous job staying on tour even though there isn't really a bubble environment for them. Yeah. How do you feel about this being how the first major is going to go down? I completely understand and I'm completely okay with it, but it is as this is also going to be the very first tournament that I cover this since the pandemic, mm-hmm. since leaving the players championship on Friday. I am curious to see and feel the vibe with no fans. Well, there's no vibe. Uh, there is still. There's still a vibe that you get from the players and, and walking around the driving range. Um, yeah, and walking yeah, that's fair. That's around fair. the course, you do get a, you get a vibe and a feeling. But there's no electricity. That's what's going to be interesting is to see – how it feels, and then talk to players about the difference between what the regular tour event felt like and now what this PGA Championship feels like. And you're right Was when it comes to this year. The fact that today as we record this, it's August 3rd, mm-hmm. and we're talking about the first August major 2nd. of the year, August 2nd. See? How behind I am? No, it's fine. Missed my fast, flight already. Fast forward in a bit. I don't care. <laughs> but I'm saying we're t- it's August, and we're talking about now the first major of the year. Otherwise, we'd be done. Yeah. We'd, we'd have all four in the books. Yes. We'd already had Glory's last chance. Yes. Now this is Glory's first shot. Right. You know? Right. And the, and the one that was supposed to go last ain't even happening now. If I'm an I'm an asterisk guy this year. What? No. I'm, I'm a yeah, but. Oh. I'm a yeah, but. I'm saying, yeah, he won the 2020 PGA, but that was COVID year and there were no patrons. I'm not saying that. I am. I'm, not. Uh, I'm saying it with every sport. I'm saying it with the NBA. I'm saying it with, I'm saying it with baseball. All of it. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. It is get, like. No. The PGA is going to be. Fantastic, but is it going? Let me ask you this. Okay. Is what we're going to cover next week for ESPN, you'll be out at the tournament. I'll be calling featured groups with Curtis Strange on ESPN Plus. Is what we do next week, tournament wise, going to feel any different than the tournaments that we've watched or covered? Yes. I don't agree. I do. I do. You know why? Please. Because we're doing it. No. Yeah, it's going to be a part of our job, so it's going to feel no. different to us because we're touching it, and I'm excited for that. No. It, because we are going to be putting – we understand because this is a major that this has more weight. Is it going to feel like a major? I think, quite honestly, yeah. that's, up for, that's up to us to do. That's we a good have answer. the that's power a good to answer. do that. We have the power – to make this feel like it should. I just don't like We have think, the power to make it feel like a major. I'm getting angry that people are underrating the importance fans have on a sporting event. I'm not underrating I'm it. I'm not saying you are. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying it. I will say, I will say this, though. 
I've made a short in it. Yeah. I definitely shorted it. And here's and the perfect example was earlier at uh the week before Memorial at the workday with Justin Thomas oh. making that fifty foot bomb. There's no chance Colin makes the putt. Yeah, but then there's no crowd and Colin can go right into his normal routine. No chance he makes that. Correct. There's if if there's a crowd there and they gotta wait two minutes for everyone to calm down. And then he has to go into his routine, no shot. But because there was no crowd, there wasn't a boom of explosion of a roar and then a sustained one that lasted for 45 seconds or whatever. People shuffling around. Yeah, I mean, every everything. And then, you know, the caddy saying, guys, quiet down. People saying, quiet down. But Colin's thinking in his mind, they're not quiet down yet. They're not so. Now he still hears the roar in his head. I mean, there's so many things the that go into The mumbling that's going on as you're going. Through. I mean, you don't, you block most of that stuff out, but still it's, it is there, and you can uh, – the the other thing that is very true, and I haven't been out yet, but this is what other people who have been to events have told me as well. Because I know when I'm at an event and there's people, you can feel when energy changes. That's right. You can feel that. There is truly an electricity. And until until you feel it both ways – it's easy to dismiss that and be like, come on, man, get out of here. You can feel it. No, you actually you really can't. So I'm I'm anxious to see what this feels like without the fans, but then I'm also looking at this too, and and this is me being selfish. If and if I'm being honest, this is one of the reasons I fought so hard to go out to cover this. Is because without fans out there, mm-hmm. then I feel like I get to be the most ultimate fan that there is. Yeah. That I get to do exactly what our mantra is, and that is take people where they can't go. Are you allowed on the course during the tournament? Yes. You are? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be inside the ropes, but, like, what do I got to be inside the ropes for? There's no one there. (laughs) Even as short as I am, you you know who's blocking my view? No one. You almost get – and some of the, those that are allowed there, you almost get a private major championship it is. at it's, your disposal. Yes, that's that's exactly right. So I get to, I get to then, and I feel like this is my job. My job is to whether it's on social media or when I'm doing Sports Center hits, like any time that I'm talking to other fans that are at home. My job is to give them the energy mm-hmm. and the experience that they can't have. And I take that very seriously. As much fun as I'm going to have and as energetic, as crazy I'm going to be, like that for me is that's my gig. My gig this week is I know and love this game as much as so many other fans know and love this game. And the fact that they're not getting to go, like I got to be them for them. Yeah. And that's what I want to do. I want to give all that kind of information. But I also want to be able to say – Here's why this is exciting, and this is why this matters, and this is why I have so much weight on what just happened because this is a major. And so it's our job as as ESPN employees to kind of go, you know what? This is not a regular tournament, so we ain't going to act like it's a regular tournament. Who has the – who do you like? I knew you were going to ask me that. This week. I have – I have three players I really, really like. Really? Yeah. I have no. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I have no. I got. It's not that I don't know. I, let me say it this way. All right. 
I don't trust anyone. <laughs> That's good. And going I in. know that probably sounds horrific, but it is so true. And that has been 2020. I don't, I look at all, like, there isn't a guy out in the field. There isn't other, you know, other than some of the PGA professionals that are going to be playing. Right. There isn't a PGA Tour Pro or European Tour Pro that I couldn't in one sense make an argument for and with the exact same fervor explain why that's a horrible idea to think that person's going to do awesome. Well, you're going to have to make a pick, so quit dancing around it. I'm just if I'm going to pick a guy who's now starting to trend, it's got to be Brooks. It's got to be Brooks. Nice and I, that the, my thing about Brooks, I told you the earlier this week I thought he was going to win. I told you earlier this week I thought him or Justin Thomas are going to win. Yeah, but I also like I'm not. I had a feeling and I got a, a just a vibe about Jordan Spieth coming out of absolute nowhere. No, to do. I know. I that's what I'm saying. That's a, that's one of those things where I go. I will say that, and as soon as I say it, it's coming out of my mouth, and I'm going. I don't trust that at all. I don't trust it at all. But when you have this is like the Ben Crenshaw, I just got a good feeling. I don't know why, and I shouldn't. But but it's the same for Brooks Kepka. Let's be honest. Should you really have a great feeling about Brooks Kepka when he yes. just why? When yes. he told us that his knee's not hundred percent no. and it hurts, and now he's playing this week and he's playing okay, but now two weeks in a row. Like, what happens when he gets to San Fran and his knee's a little swollen from that flight? It'll be fine. That's easy for you he to say. He flat out said. He flat out told me. Always, always bet on me the second tournament. After I play well, bet on me the second tournament. That means I'm there. I'm telling you. That means you're there after you bet on him? Or that means he's there? He means going into the second tournament, which in this case is the week after this. He's to bet on me. Okay, I'm tuning when I'm playing well. Going and that's into what a big I'm saying. Like seeing him starting it for me, watching Brooks Kepka now, it looks like he turned a corner. He's an, he's not a weather for me for him isn't a factor. No, it don't matter weather. So it don't matter if I had to take unless my, it's blown like 35 miles an hour, like we saw at Beth Page, but everyone was shooting 81 that day. Right. So no matter what, and then the dude still had the stones when DJ made his little move. Yes. So my official pick. Is Brooks? It's Justin Thomas. Whoa, really? Oh yeah. I've I've Man, you are on his bandwagon something terrible. I, like you're painting his foot joys for him. I think he's the best best player right now. I think Justin Thomas goes out there and wins. He was a guy pre wrist injury that was so dialed in. Justin Thomas is my on the record, and I'll pick him on ESPN.com later okay. this week. But Justin Thomas, I believe, will win the first major championship of the year. And I know I got to make my pick for ESPN.com, too. Like, as soon as we're done with this, before packing up and getting out of here. Like, but I'm I'm honest, man. I don't. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if ben, Brendan Todd was in contention. Oh, God. Make a pick. I know. I said Brooks Kepka. That's your pick. Yeah. I'm pick. I like the way that he's trending. And I'm, I'm going to say, like, I, I think. That when it comes down to it, when we get to TBC Harding Park mm -hmm. and the last guy, it was a, like 100 years ago that someone's going, it, it wasn't even a three-peat, it was a four-peat for the PGA. And it was 
so long ago. Who I think there was um, two majors back then. I mean, he has one back to back. That's what I mean. This has never been done. He's still the only per- the, still the only person in history to hold back to back titles in two majors at the same time. You know, so that I'm not betting against a dude that can do something like that. All right, so he's your pick. Yeah, Brooks Kepka is my pick. Does Tiger make the cut? Yes, by the hair on his head. Really? Yeah. I'm going no. I'm I'm not. I'm. Um, fi- you know um, what I think? I think it's going to be just like Memorial. I don't. I think it's going to be. Just I don't like think there's going to be any drama with him making the cut. It's not even going to be close. I think by the end of Friday, he's out of the picture. Out of the picture as far as cut-wise? Yes. And I say that. By Friday, like by the time he's by the, ready. If, if If I'm calling his featured group on ESPN+, Plus, I have a feeling by the 14th hole, 13th hole, Curtis Strange and I will be talking about what this means. The Tiger's not going to make the cut. On Friday. On Friday. It wouldn't surprise me because of the weather out there and how it can get. And if he's no, not how it can get, how it will how be, it will be how it will be. But if you know, if he's teeing off and it's seventy degrees and it's, there's no wind whatsoever, loves the be- loves he'll, California. He'll stay warm and stuff like. But if it's if it's fifty eight, fifty nine, overcast, blowing twenty miles an hour, and that kind of cold's getting into your bones mm-hmm. or getting into your muscles, man, that like that. You're right in in that sense, but I still think that just like at Memorial, Tiger finds a way to grind out making the cut on the number. Okay. Like he did at Memorial. I like that. All That's right. what I think. So give me a name now to watch that's not going to be amongst the favorites that could make a run. Not amongst the favorites. So I would qualify somewhat not amongst the favorites. You know, the, I'm just going to say the guy who I'm most curious to see how he plays coming out now in the in the first major of the year is Bryson. What? Why did you give me the little wave off? Get out of here, stupid! Get out of here with Bryson DeChambeau. Listen, are you saying that you have zero curiosity? Curiosity isn't the, the question. But that's but you. I'm not saying a guy to watch to like. I don't want to say yo. Keep your heads up on Brendan Todd, right? <laughs> you just did. I no, three what, minutes ago. What I said, you was, said I wouldn't be surprised if Brendan Todd was be, in contention because and and also that's another way of saying keep your eye on him. No, no, I'm not because the, again it goes it goes right back to what I was saying before is this year has been so weird and so different that I could say, hey, Brendan Todd, keep a heads up, or you look at it, he's WGC, and you go, hey, man. He did two in a row before, but guess what? He's going to go from WGC right. and miss the cut. And that, you'd be like, yeah, you're probably right. Back to Bryce. What I'm saying is the most interesting guy to watch now for me and his reactions to not just the good but the bad mm-hmm. breaks. I want to see in a major championship setting the new Bryson DeChambeau. 
And now there's and there aren't going to be fans around, so he's not going to be getting heckled. Right. Which I think is very helpful for him. He's a baby. And a good – hey, man. But we like him. I'm a friend of the program. <laughs> so I'm just saying. I'm trying to show a lot of love. You yeah, show love to everybody. You're never critical of anybody. Just that like is, you weren't that ever guest. That's not true. All right. That also is very much I'm not gonna, true. <laughs> that, you know that ain't true. I'm going to give you I'm a name. I'm not scared to be critical. But I'm going to give you a name to watch. Okay. For someone who I believe could show up on the final page of the leaderboard and make a run come Sunday. Mm. Tyrrell Hatton. Why? Wow. I will whatever money I can throw on him on DraftKings and all of that. I'm just I'm going to give everyone that name now. What to is keep it about Tyrrell Hatton that you're loving so much? I find him around the conversation a lot in these big tournaments and these major championships, but I find the conditions are going to be very European this time of year. Temperature-wise. Temperature-wise, um, foggy like damp. I just think finding the fairway. Tyrrell Hatton is one of my picks to click. Then one other player that I'm going to would not be surprised if they won their first major championship this week. Tony Finau. My three guys that I'm, and I said, you know, I was talking to you about Brooks a while ago. Yes. I really like Brooks, but the three guys I would, I'm going on the record with: Justin Thomas, Tyrrell Hatton, Tony Finau. I don't. I, okay, I don't have a problem with that. I think Tony's still tinkering a little bit with his swing. Like I said, I'll say it again. 2020. I don't trust nobody. All right. Well, then good. Right? I don't. Trust ride Brendan Todd. Anyway. <laughs> be, be you know what? Be this podcast's Ralph. Nah, man. Because look, you know the the one guy. I don't know. You're not going to consider him a favorite. He's never won a major before either. But being able to play on the West Coast, San Fran, I think might might make some noise again. This is where not having a crowd is actually going to be real beneficial too. Is Ricky Fowler? Fowler, I like Fowler. Yeah, Fowler may have to win a major in the no crowd era. I, Fowler's playing well at the WGC. I don't, I don't yeah. hate Ricky's pick at all. That's I, I always yeah. keep my eye on Ricky at majors because he's got the game to do it. All right, so we have gone how long today? Ooh, this we're almost in an hour twenty. Okay, so we've we almost. had a lot, we had a lot to recap because of the member guest. It has yes. been an awesome week oh, out here in Connecticut. Thanks for letting me chill at the yeah. Crib. It's been awesome having you here. We've had a great time. Some fun golf, some good golf, some bad golf, and <laughs> and some, some Ralph drinking. We've had. Don't be a Ralph. Don't be a Ralph. Don't at be the a Ralph. end of the day, when push comes to shove, Ralph is Karen's husband. It's easier. Now, there's a guy you want to see my Matthew Fitzpatrick. That's the guy right there. You want a European? You take Terrell Hatton. Give me Matthew. All right, Fitzpatrick. let's go battle of the Euros. Battle of the Euros. I, I'll take. I Fitzpatrick love that. So here's all our, day. So who's your second? So okay, we've got an American. I got Kepka versus I got Thomas. Brooks Kep. I got Brooks Kepka versus Thomas. Okay, this cool. we're gonna do matches. All right, Brooks Kepka versus In honor Justin of Thomas. And, okay, and we're not giving strokes for par fives. Like everybody <laughs> in our damn group. Sorry, <laughs> Kepka versus Justin Thomas, and then Fitzpatrick Hatton versus Matthew Fitzpatrick, and then one more match. I'll take Finau, and I'll take 
Brendan Todd? No. Well, I mean, you're on his Shut job. up. I said I don't trust nobody. You did. I didn't. Ricky Fowler. That was the other guy. I don't. Oh. That, that was the other guy. I know. Fina versus Ricky. There are the matches. That's going to be fun. Well, you chose for me. No, you. How many dudes are you going to take? I told you I'll take everybody because I don't trust anybody. That's not how this works. I know. That's so you what I'm take saying. The, the guys that you verbally mentioned were Brendan Todd or Ricky Fowler. So take one of the two. Well, I know you don't. You also don't want to be an enforcer. You also want to have conversations about oh, sneakers I wanna, I wanna be an on the green and while I'm teeing I'm sorry. off. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Those Adidas that you got, you yeah. don't like them? Because I'll them. take them and I send love, them back to hey, Joe. I'll give them back it. to Joe. It's not about not loving the shoes. Well, it's stop about, complaining about sneakers. I get you for free. It's about not story time <laughs> when you're supposed to be lining All up your All because putt. you hit a pop-up. <laughs> 120 yards. It was the worst right. drive I hit. Wait, in wait. 90 holes. Who didn't back off? I didn't back off. Whose fault is that? But who? It's I'll not. take Ricky Fowler. All right. Finau versus Fowler. <laughs> so to recap the matches, Justin Thomas versus Brooks, the Battle of the Europeans, Hatton versus Matthew Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick yep. and then Finau and Fowler. Boy, this is going to be good. Hey, member guest week number one. Bam. Awesome stuff uh, for your boy, the caddy. And just so everybody knows. If you want us to come play your member guest, we're in. We'll play. We'll, we'll be come in. play. But uh, we're not giving you our gahin and whatever stroke no, we tell one. you. you can, yeah. I'll have a, I'm going to have a gin. I'm texting Roy Maxwell, the head pro. I know I'm going to have one. You're going to have one, two, three, four. Shoot, you might have five rounds. In and it. I got rounds that I played at my the course in Gainesville yep. that I have the scorecard for. You do. And that We're head pro, TJ, has already reached out and been like, hey, man, I heard on the podcast that you don't have, so give me the scorecards and I'll All help right. you get it. So I'll have one. I might not give it to anybody just because I got it. And if you try and find it, it's Michael Collins. Look up Michael Collins yeah. on Gahin and you can start picking. Good luck <laughs> trying to find me. Talk about a haystack. So, so here you, you go. You're Michael Collins, the caddy, which I won't be listed as the caddy. Your boys are officially for hire for member guests. <laughs> However, we will not stay at your houses. No. We require well, no, no, board. don't say never. It depends on who you are and where you live. Send some pics first. <laughs> no, I, don't. I, I, yeah, no, you can, not, not of you, of the house. Yeah, and for me, send pics to the bathroom. All right, that's enough. There you go. I guess I'm moving out of my current house uh, for the caddy. <laughs> Michael Collins. Thank God the cleaning lady's coming tomorrow. <laughs> I'm the Maddie. This has been Maddie and the Caddy. She got air freshener. What a week. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.